Come on, how many of you believe every good thing has come from him? Come on, does anybody love Jesus in this place? I think we can do a little better. Anybody love Jesus in this place? Let me just say this right before I get started. I was over here in worship, and I, I was overwhelmed by the presence of God, and I began to hear the Spirit of God say, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And uh, the Lord said to me, he said, Jason, freedom is attractive to everybody. Freedom is attractive to unbelievers. Freedom is attractive to everybody that you'll meet, rich, poor, highly successful, struggling, trying to make it. Freedom is attractive to everyone. You want to know what the rich are really trying to find? Freedom. Huh? You want to know what those that are bound by alcohol and drugs are trying to find? Freedom. Somebody say freedom. The Lord said this to me. He said, Jason, he said, there are layers to freedom. The Bible says that he takes us from faith to faith. I'm going to let you sit down in just a second. All right, can you take this for a second? From faith to faith, from, from glory to glory, from strength to strength. How many of you know when you got saved, you're freer now than you were? Come on, somebody. But how many in here are believing that I'm going to be freer than I am right now? Freedom is attractive to everybody, and I was so moved by this because the Lord brought this to me. He said, Remem remember Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they went into the fiery furnace, what struck the king and changed the nation was that they went in bound, the fire did not burn them, and they came out free. I wonder if I'm talking to any free people in celebration. Freedom changed a nation. And I believe I'm hearing the Spirit of God say, get ready, because I'm about to set so many people free in celebration in the Christian community. It's about to change the nation. They say, you went through depression, and now you're free. You went through addiction, and now you're free. I need what you have. The last thing the Lord said to me, he said, Jason, today's not only going to be about saying something. Today is going to be about me doing something. Freedom is coming to those in the room and those watching by camera. So in the name of Jesus, right now by the power of the Holy Spirit, we declare freedom is coming to people's minds. Freedom is coming to people's emotions. Freedom from anxiety. Come on, church, believe with me. Freedom from anxiety freedom from depression I declare right now I just heard chains of addiction are falling right now I said chains of addiction are falling right now hallelujah and so we declare he that the sun sets free is free indeed in Jesus name and everybody said yes come on if you're happy give somebody a high five and you may be seated Absolutely delighted to be with you 
this morning. And uh, man, I'm not going to waste any time. I do want to pay honor to Pastor Randy and Cherie. We, come on, are you grateful for the greatest pastors in the world? We would not be anywhere close to where we are. There's, there's not two people on the planet that have impacted us more than Pastor Randy and Cherie. Thousands and thousands of people in Salinas, California have been impacted because a man and a woman chose to, come on, chose to release the anointing upon their life and it is affecting us in a huge way. We want to say we love you. It's an honor to be here. I don't know why they let me keep coming back, but I'm going to keep coming back as long as they let me. Amen. Come on, are you excited about the word this morning? How many of you know we've been in a series around here called Sand and Stars? Believing God for the impossible. How many of you know God still does the impossible today? Nothing's too hard for him. Come on, come out of your tent. Come on, count the sand and stars. Launch out into the deep. Because, come on, here's what God's saying. Believe again. Dream again. Because God's about to do it again. Okay? How many, listen, I heard God say this to me when I was preparing. He said, ask them. What if God could do in the next three years what you couldn't accomplish in the last 10 years? So you got to have an expectation of what God is doing. So we're excited about that. This message will fit right in with sand and stars. And so uh, open your Bibles with me if you have them to Exodus, Exodus chapter 7. And uh, we're going to read verses 8 through 12 together. Exodus chapter 7, and we're going to read verses 8 through 12. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying... When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Show a miracle for yourselves, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your rod and cast it down before Pharaoh and let it become a serpent. Let me just pause right here before we read the rest of the passage. This is Moses, God's leader of the nation of Israel, leading uh, over a million people out of Egyptian bondage into freedom, into the promised land. And this is the beginning of that process of freedom in their lives and God says I'm gonna send you before Pharaoh who was the dictator a type and a shadow of the enemy and uh, he was he was uh, uh, bringing bondage and slavery to God's people and God says it's time to let my people go and he sends Moses and Aaron and so this is the context for this for this narrative and so we pick up in verse 10 so Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and they did just as the Lord Commanded, And Aaron and Moses cast down the rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. But Pharaoh also called wise men and the sorcerers, so the magicians of Egypt, and they also did in like manner with their enchantments. For every one of them threw down their stick, and they became serpents. But here we go. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. So we get the picture here. Moses and Aaron throw down a, a stick and, um, and it becomes a snake. And then, you know, he did this once before and God told him to pick up the snake by the tail. How many of you know if I threw a stick down and it turned into a snake, I might back up. Come on, somebody. Uh, I don't like snakes. Anybody like me? I think there's a reason why the devil's a snake. Come on, somebody. And so they threw down the stick and it became a snake. The magicians threw down, type in a shadow of the enemy, threw down their sticks and they became snakes. And then Moses and Aaron's rods swallowed up every one of the enemy's snakes. And so 
With that being said, let's pray. Jesus, speak to us this morning by the power of your spirit in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. So uh, this is a miracle, right? God tells him, throw down the stick. It turns into a snake. This is supernatural. This is a miracle. I want to lay this foundation for where we're going. God is still in the business of doing miracles today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he was doing miracles back then, he's doing miracles today. Okay, so if you're believing for a miracle, you're in the right place. We're in the right place, right, church? Yeah. And so, um, now here it is. A stick in Moses' case seemed in insufficient. It seemed incapable of defeating the enemy that he was facing. A stick is ordinary. It's common. You find them everywhere. And a stick is insignificant. And yet God chooses to use this insignificant, ordinary, um, common item to do miracles with it. Now, here's the, here's the thing, church. You may not know this, but everyone in the room has a stick. Everybody in the room has a stick, right? Now, what is your stick? Your stick is the area of your life that seems ordinary, insufficient, common, incapable of defeating the enemy that you're facing. This is what your stick is in your life. Your stick may be your marriage, right? You may be hurting. It may be difficult right now. Your marriage may seem unfulfilling right now. Your stick may be your finances. Your income just seems very average. Your stick may be your emotions, anxiety, fear, depression are trying to come, and you feel incapable of defeating the enemy you're facing. Anybody know what I'm talking about so far? Yeah. Your stick may be your possessions. I thought I would have more by now. I thought I would be further than I am right now. Right? Your stick may be your career. It had so much promise, but it hasn't panned out the way that I thought it would. Right? Um, the stick, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. The stick is what you can see. The stick is what you currently have in your life right now. The miracle is what you're believing for. Okay? Come on, stick with me. I'm just laying some foundation right? And so, have you ever, have you been like me? Have you ever felt like you're seeing sticks in your life, but everybody else is seeing miracles in their life? Oh, no, nobody, just me, right? Right? Have you ever felt like everybody else is seeing the miracles, seeing God do good things, but I got these sticks I'm dealing with, right? Uh, uh, they're pulling up to their new miracle house, and you're still pulling up to your stick house, she got a miracle man, and you have no man. Come on, somebody. I don't want no scrub. I don't want a stick anymore. Come on. Right? <laughs> She's like, Jesus, I'm believing the stick turns into a miracle right now. Feel the Holy Ghost on that. All right, all right, all right. Right? Uh, they're driving up in their miracle Tesla. And you're still pulling up in your 03 Civic. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord for Hondas. They last forever. Come on. Right? You, they, you, they, you got this stick that you're believing that God's going to turn in 
to something, right? And so you've been believing, but the stick hasn't been turned into a miracle yet, right? I'm tired of looking at sticks in my life. I just got these sticks, and I'm just tired of it. I'm looking for a miracle. I'm tired of these stick bills. Come on, somebody. Tired of this stick job. I'm tired of this stick uh, a boss. I'm tired of these sticks. I'm the stick man. I got sticks everywhere. Call me Mr. Sticks. Come on, somebody. Tired of these sticks in my life. But here's what the Lord's saying to you. Sticks are potential landing places for miracles to happen. Now, I promise you there is such fresh revelation this morning. If you'll stay pulling, God's going to do some things in this building. I'm telling you, there's going to be some people that leave this place different. I, say, I feel the Holy Spirit right there. I said there's going to be some people in this room that leave this place different. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's some bodies going to be healed in here. There's some emotions going to be set free. Chains are about to fall off. I'm looking for some faith in the room. Is anybody ready for things to change? The devil's not afraid of you staying the same. The devil's not afraid of you being quiet. The devil's not afraid of you being bored in church. But if you ever get your expectation turned on, you better get ready. We're about to see some miracles in the house of somebody shout yeah. I feel like saying yes, even when the devil's saying no. No, you're not going to find a godly husband. No, you're not going to get set free. No, you're not going to have a good future. I came to call the devil a liar and say, if God be true, let every man be a liar. I came to say, yes, you will be healed. Yes, you will be saved. Yes, your household shall be Come on, I've been shouting for a while. Now it's your turn to lift up your voice. Starting to sound like, starting to sound like the enemy really is defeated. I'm feeling something moving up in here. Oh, Jesus. Come on, somebody say, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why? Because when you're looking at sticks, the devil says, it's time for you to give up. But I hear the Lord say, do not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you do not give up. God told me to tell you, don't give up right before the breakthrough happens. And sometime the greatest attack comes right before the breakthrough happens. Is anybody listening to this preacher? If it's been hard, if it feels like the heat has been turned up, if it feels like more devils have been messing with you, then you know what to do with. I came to tell you, you're closer to a breakthrough than you've ever been. Oh, yeah, somebody shout it out. I feel something moving in my feet. I don't know, I just... I heard, I heard somebody say, I didn't stop dancing. I just changed partners. Come on, somebody. Uh, white boy got a little rhythm. Come on, somebody. You. <laughs> right? So, so don't give up right before the breakthrough happens. Sometimes, listen, listen, listen. Many times, whoo, when the, when the attack gets turned up, the devil just showed you his hand. When you're playing poker, 
the last thing you want to do is show somebody else your hand. But when the devil turns up the attack, he's showing you if they don't give up now, they're about to see the breakthrough in their family. They're about to see the breakthrough. It might have been 12 years, but some of you are about to see a breakthrough. I... Mm. Okay, so here we go. Somebody say, here we go. Track with me right here. This is, this is crazy because right, uh, God, God told Moses, throw the stick down, and it turned into a snake. And then Pharaoh, who's a type and a shadow of the enemy, he said, you throw your stick down. And they turned into snakes, plural. Why? Because the enemy, always, he, he's a counterfeiter. So the enemy always tries to mimic God's purpose. He tries to mimic God's purpose. What do I mean by this? Listen to this. He'll try to show you an attractive picture of your life. It's an alternate purpose. Is anybody listening to me? It's an alternate purpose. And he'll try to show you your life. And he'll say, what would your life look like if you didn't tithe? What would your life look like if you didn't go to church? What would your life look like if you didn't serve? You'd have all that extra time. Don't look at me like you never had none of these thoughts. Huh? What would your life look like if you had all those weekends? You could go to the lake. How much more overtime could you work? How much more money could you have? He shows you an alternate picture of your purpose. Hear me. Hear me. Oh, Jesus. Can you handle this for a second? Listen to me. Huh? What could you do with all of that? Right? Listen, listen, listen. You're intelligent. You don't have to do it God's way. You can do it whatever way you want. You can have whatever you like. Come on, somebody. You can, you can do it your way. This ain't Burger King. This is the kingdom. But he tells you, you can do it. You're intelligent. You're highly driven. You can be calculated. You can find success. You can hashtag grind. Hashtag all I do is win. Shut your mouth. Come on, somebody. Shut your mouth. Listen. Listen. It's a, oh, Jesus. It's a counterfeit picture. Here's what the Lord told me. He says, if you pay attention to the enemy's mimicking of God's purpose and let him show you an alternate purpose that's more appealing to your flesh, mimicking turns into a mirage. God, I feel this. Because the enemy knows God made us People that he gave us, he gave us an imagination. People are very image driven. That's right, right. Uh, media and, and uh, entertainment found this out years ago. And so they will show you a beautiful picture of the new car that you want. They'll show you, they'll, 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 they'll spend millions on, on promotion and, and, and commercials to, to, to show the car and to show the clothing and to show the whatever it is, in its best light because we are image-driven people. We are driven by images on the inside. Here's the thing, here's the thing. Your life goes, your life goes in the direction of the picture you have on the inside. Is this too deep? Is this all right? Like, so, so the enemy... He starts mimicking God's plan and says, you can do it this way. You can do it another way. You can do this. You don't have to do it God's way. And if you listen to his mimicking, it turns into a mirage. You know what a mirage is? A mirage is something that looks good but does not exist. Write this down if you're taking notes. The devil always overpromises and underproduces. 
He'll show you a, he'll mimic God's plan. You can do it this way. You can do it another way. And I'm telling you, he shows you a mirage. Here's the thing, church. A mirage is the counterfeit for God's vision. God's vision for your life will lead you to life and life more abundantly. The devil's mirage, oh, come on, are you with me? The devil's mirage will lead to emptiness because when you get to a mirage, there's nothing there. People are empty. You want to know why people do drugs? Because they're empty. Who, I, 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 you want to know why people are, are doing what they do, going from relationship to relationship, drinking this, taking this, popping this, doing this, buying this to make me feel good? Because they are empty. They're following a mirage that does not exist because the only place you can be fulfilled is in the purpose of Almighty God. When you find God's presence and get into his purpose, there and only there will you be fulfilled. And so when you're chasing a mirage that doesn't exist, you've been deceived in deceit, thinking that once you attain it, you'll be fulfilled. But this is why people in the church and people in the world are empty. God fills the enemy drains. Shout somebody. That's real good right there. I'll start preaching to myself if y'all don't help me. Are you, are you catching this? Uh-huh. Hallelujah. All right. What's significant about this right before I get to the main point is this. <laughs> God says, you throw down your stick, and it, it becomes a snake. They threw down their sticks, and they became snakes. When you're following a counterfeit, the counterfeit looks good until a fight shows up. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called. How many of you know fighting, living the Christian life, we're fighting the fight of faith. And when you start, Christians are being seduced. The devil seduces Christians and says, you can do what you want. You can come to church once every six weeks. You can watch it if you want to. Huh? You don't have to. Sunday's not holy. Sunday's not sacred. You're not committed to the kingdom anymore. You can do what you want. You don't have to tithe. You don't have to pray. It's an, it's an era of grace. He is seducing Christians to follow a mirage that leads to emptiness. But I'm here to tell you that God is saying, I'm going to lift up a banner of truth and say, quit following the mirage. He wants you to be fulfilled again. Come on, somebody say yes. yes. Yeah, the counterfeit seems okay until a fight shows up. Oh, Jesus. The enemy has no power to create, only to pervert that which has been created. Damon Thompson taught us this 10 years ago, right? So check this out. The devil is, in, is explicitly trying to show you a counterfeit that appeals to you. The devil's not stupid. He knows what appeals to you. Come on, somebody. He knows what appeals to you, and he shows you an alternate purpose and to get you to follow because it's a counterfeit. So, so you, ever, you ever do the, you walk into a high-end store, you got several hundred-dollar bills, Montel Jordan. Hundred-dollar bills, y'all. Come on, somebody. This is how we do it. 
right? And you walk up in that place and you got several hundred dollar bills and you pick out what you want and then you go to the cashier and you say, I'm ready to purchase these items. What do they do with those hundred dollar bills? They check for authenticity. A counterfeit is okay until it gets checked for authenticity. And if... I can do it however I want. The Lord loves me. I, he loves me. I'm his favor. Okay, cool. But the Bible still says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then will I hear them, heal their land, and forgive their sins. You still got an if. Come on, somebody. You still got to do your if, and then God will do his then. Okay. So if you're living for the counterfeit, what happens is when you get to the register, if, it's, if, that if that money is found to be a counterfeit, hear me, you can't possess what you want to possess. But when you do it God's way, I don't have much, but I have this stick. Oh, geez, I don't have my, but I have this stick, and I'm not going to follow some other way of doing it. I'm going to do what God tells me to do with this stick. There's other people with more money. There's other people with more education. There's other people with more intelligence. I can't worry about what they're doing. I just got to take my stick and do what God tells me to do with this stick. Is anybody ready to do what God tells you to do? Because when you do it God's way, you get to keep what God gives you. Whew. Too many people are being ripped off. Because, because the devil shows you the counterfeit and they forget the one showing you the counterfeit. He is the thief who comes not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, hold up, hold up, oh, hold up, wait a minute, let me put some faith in it. Come on, somebody, you... I just feel a shout rising up in here. Somebody shout, yeah. Someone's like, he's white, but he kind of sounds like T.D. Jakes. I don't even try. I don't even try. It just kind of like comes out. You know what I mean? Like intelligence just comes out of Nick. Like you bump into him, intelligence. You're welcome. You know what I mean? Whatever, bro. Anyway, anyway, okay, somebody say, here we go, okay, how much time I have, okay, all right, all right, okay, the enemy may have thrown down some sticks in your life, let's get real for a minute, he may have thrown down some sticks in your life, right, and uh, mental, I, the Bible says in the last days, men's hearts will fail them for fear. I'm not saying that we're in the last days, but I'm certainly not saying that we're not in the last days. In fact, if you just want to know what I believe, I believe we're in the beginning of the last days. And I can't prove it, but I'm just saying. Okay, okay. So, right? But I, mental issues are more, more pronounced than they've ever been. Anxiety, depression, mental disorders, uh, personality disorders, uh, all kinds of confusion and different things going on in the hearts of men. And, and so 
the enemy tries to throw down these snakes, whether it be physical sickness, whether it be lack and shortage, right? And, and how many of you know one of the number one causes of divorce is finances because of the pressure. I'm a, you, you got quiet, but I'm going to keep talking, okay? Because of the pressure that finances can bring to a relationship. So whether it's sickness or symptoms of sickness and finances, whatever it may be, the enemy throws down these snakes, these sticks in your life, and they turn into a stack. What are you talking about? These are called the enemy's attacks. And this is revelation here because many times when the enemy attack, attacks, he doesn't come in just one area. Many times he comes over here, and then you're fighting that, and then something else comes over here, huh? and you're fighting that, and then you turn around and something, okay? This is, this is kind of how he operates. It doesn't mean you can't defeat it. I'm going to show you right here. I'm just trying to give you revelation. If it's happening, remember, the breakthrough is closer than you realize. Okay, so <laughs> the enemy tries to stack the deck. And make it look like you're overmatched, you're over outnumbered, and you're overpowered. Okay, this is, this is his operation. This is his trickery. The, the Lord told me, I said, Lord, how, how did all this happen? What's the enemy trying to do to people? He says he's trying to deceive people through mimics and gimmicks. This is what he does. He, he comes like this. Okay, now, I, I'm going to move on, and we're going to get to the main point, and I'm going to shut this thing down. Are you all still with me here? Okay. Here's, here's the revelation that started the whole message. The enemy threw down some sticks and they turned into snakes. Here's what the Lord said to me. He said, Jason, every time the enemy makes a calculated attack, a calculated move against your life, he said, I always have a greater counter move that will swallow up what the enemy tried to release in your life. God's snake swallowed up all the enemy's snakes. One by one, every snake that the enemy tried to throw down was swallowed up by the power of God. Now, right now, I'm going to start talking to some people in here who the devil's been messing with, and you're about to find your answer. Come on, somebody. This is what God does. I need you to catch this. This is what God does all through Scripture. The enemy tries to come and do damage. Somebody say damage. He tries to come and do damage against people's lives, bring destruction in people's lives. And all through the Bible, you see God, after the enemy tries to come in and do damage, you see God come on the scene and just swallow up what the enemy did. Okay? 1 Corinthians 15, 54. Death is swallowed up. Death is swallowed up. In victory. I got a question for you, church. Who did that? Jesus did this. He's the one who swallowed up death. The strongest enemy that there is, Jesus on the cross, death, burial, and resurrection. He swallowed up. What the enemy did? Why? Because it's part of who God is. It's part of what God does. I need some of you to get a revelation. God's wanting to swallow up. 
Oh, some of you would get more excited than that if you started to think whatever the enemy's been trying to do in your family, trying to do in your money, trying to do in your physical body. No, I came to call the devil a liar. No weapon formed against you is going to be able to prosper. God's about to swallow that. This is not a message, church. This is a prophetic word for you and your family. If you can mix faith with the word of God, God's about to swallow some things up. God is still in the business of swallowing up damage. Now, I just, my wife said, babe, you need to look up that word damage. Here's what the word damage means. This is what the enemy tries to do to our lives. Here's what the word damage means. It means harm, injury, destruction, and vandalization. God's about to swallow these things up in believers' lives. Let me prove it to you. The woman with the issue of blood, 12 years of damage. You know why it takes people a little while to start getting in faith as it pertains to God swallowing up what the enemy does? Because some of us have been dealing with damage for, for years. And sometimes when we're dealing with damage, we just get used to managing the damage. Right? So we just get used to managing the damage. So I'll build my life around the damage. Right? And then you start praying and believing, and God starts to get into the middle of the damage, and, and it gets uncomfortable, and we go, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 you mean, you mean I got to pray? You mean I got to, you got to read my, I got to read my Bible? You mean, you mean I got to, I, I got to press in to go, whoa, 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 I don't know, I don't know, because we've gotten you, sometimes it's more comfortable to manage your damage than to let God get rid of it. Just let me, just let me, just let me get rid of 12 years of damage. She just said, you know what? I'm done leaking all over everybody I know. Huh? The woman with the issue of blood continued to flow. Have you ever felt like the issues in your life are just causing you to leak all over everybody? Nobody, pastor, just me. I'm the only one with issues in my life where it seems like, oh, my God, I got, what's going on? It's leaking over into this area, and then it's leaking over into anger showing up over here. Come. Lack of concern showing up over here. Uh, the commitment that I once had is not quite there. There's just some issues that, come on, it's just causing me to leak. And God says, if you want the leaking to stop, and you want the damage to stop, you got to do what this lady did. you got to make a decision to get up and press into Jesus. I said you got to make a decision to get up and press into Jesus. Come on, right there in your chair, you can say, Devil, today's the last day I lay down. I'm about to get up and press in again to Jesus. Red Sea, God swallows up. God swallows up. Are you catching this? Nobody. Four people. Same four people, Pastor. Look at me. It's three people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Get it straight, preacher. It's three. You're not 
catching this like I'm still having to digest this. God is saying, I know the devil has done some crazy stuff over these last 18 months, but if you can believe me, I can swallow it all. I feel like God's about to be Pac-Man and swallow some stuff up in celebration. I came to preach to you. Depression's about to be swallowed up. Addiction's about to be swallowed up. Insecurity is about to be swallowed up. Poverty is about to be swallowed up. A sleeping church is about to be swallowed up. Somebody shout it out. What's going on celebration? that a football game? No. That's the church waking up and, and saying whatever we bind in her, on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So right now, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit to get into every chair, get into every building, get into every home, get into every iPad. I declare the freedom of the Holy Ghost is about to show up. Somebody shout it! Now everybody that has seen a miracle in your life, give God about five seconds of praise. Hey! Hey! Come on, there's some hard stuff about to get swallowed up. Hey, I've been messed up for years, but it's about to get swallowed up. This is the day, now is the time, and this is the moment. Shout. Shoo. Somebody say, all right. He's a little excited, you know what I mean? He's like, it's like a little excited. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure. But when you're at a football game, it's perfectly okay. You know what I mean? But like a church, like I'm used to being bored, you know what I mean? Not at this church. I said not at this church. Everything the devil tried to do at this church, at my church, at the church, we're about to see restoration sevenfold. Hallelujah. All right, all right, all right. Jason, get it together. Okay, can I tell you how? <laughs> that would be helpful. <laughs> all right. So how do we see sticks turned into to miracles in our lives? How do we see God swallow up what the enemy has tried to do in our lives? I just got one point for you. God told Moses, go to Pharaoh, and when you get in front of the most powerful man on the planet, take your stick awesome God this sounds like a great plan right the most powerful man in the, in, in the world and I'm just going to go in front of him with a stick 
How you doing, bro? Here I am. It's just a stick until God gets behind it. So he told Moses, go before Pharaoh. And here, here, here's point number one. Throw it down. Somebody say, throw it down. Here's what throw it down means. You need to take action in the area you need to see a miracle. The church, and I get it, because it happened to me. During that 12 to 16, 18 months, what happens is an active church becomes a complacent church. Okay? Because we get used to watching church from our couch, our bed, our car, whatever, and God's saying, that's okay for some of you. As long as you don't get complacent, you've got to be active. Okay? So you've got to take action. Somebody say take action. Okay, this is why the Bible said, now write this down if you're taking notes, miracles are motion activated. This is why the Bible says, Jesus said, go show, go show yourselves to the priest. And the Bible says that as they went, they were healed. As they went, they were healed. Four friends carrying a paralyzed man to Jesus. Come on, somebody. When they got to Jesus, dug a hole in the roof and got to Jesus, Jesus said, your faith. He saw their motion and a miracle showed up. Miracles are motion activated. You got to get up. You got to do something. The devil's not so much afraid of you only listening to messages in church. He is deathly afraid of you listening to what God's saying and then you go home and start acting on it. Okay, so I just want to be real, real here. Oh, God. I want to be real here just for a second. I went through such a season in my life of difficulty and challenge and failure that I felt attacked on every side and did not know how to get out of it. And I, I don't know that other men of God, have, have, women of God have gone through this. I've heard some of them tell their story. And I'm just going to do my best to be transparent and let you know Sometimes there's a different kind of attack on your life. You ever felt like, Lord, I've dealt with stuff before, and I apply the word, and I speak the word, and I praise, and I pray in the Holy Spirit, and, and, and I'm just able to make it through. Have you ever had an attack where you're doing some of that stuff, and it doesn't seem to budge? You don't know what to do. And so then you back off, then you back off, and then that, that doesn't help. And so I backed off, and that, that didn't help. And, and so I stayed there. I just kind of stuck, stuck. Here's what the Lord told me to do. First, he said, get back up. Start reading again. And then here's what he said. I just had a daughter. We just had a daughter uh, six months ago. Her name's Madison. And uh, thank you. And the Lord just said, just start taking. She had colic for the first three months. My wife was not getting any sleep whatsoever. Not many of us were. And so it was a really difficult season along with everything else going on. And so the Lord just told me, take her on a walk, and while you're out there, pray. She virtually would not be satisfied at all. So I just said, you know what, I'm going to try it. I start taking her on a walk. She started getting quiet, so I stayed out for 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, three hours sometimes, 
just because she was quiet, not because I'm spiritual. Come on, somebody. Right? And then the Lord said, when you're out there, pray. And as I began to do that, all of a sudden I realized my motion is starting to activate miracles. You have to get up and do something. You don't have to do everything, but you have to do something. What is the Lord telling you to do? The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Get up and take action. You got to throw it down. Okay. I have a couple of more examples, but in your marriage, your marriage is struggling. You got to take action. You got to you got to start preferring. You got to start loving. Come on, come on. Come on, dads. You got to start cleaning the house. You got to start washing bottles. Come on, somebody. The world's popping bottles, but we're washing bottles. Come on, somebody. Right? You got to start. Here's the thing, guys. I'm about to set you up. Guys, you got to do things before you're asked. Because then you're putting in her tank, and she's like, oh. Oh, oh, he thought about that. Oh, okay. He's not thinking about the football game. He's thinking about me. Listen, guys, you want a great marriage? Love Jesus and anticipate what she needs. I could get some help by the ladies up in here if I... And ladies, you can cook his favorite meal. Come on, somebody. And see, what's happening is you're both putting back into each other's tank. Hear me, simple things, oh, write this down, small adjustments can yield great rewards. You got to take action. You got to take action. Is this okay? All right. Come on, have you got some good things? Okay, let me close it with this, and I want to pray. When you throw it down, it will turn into something. What could your marriage turn into? Come on, church. What could your finances turn into if you'll throw it down? You'll tithe, you'll give, you'll budget. God could do amazing things in your finances, but you have to take action. When you throw it down, it will turn into something. Let me close with this, these last two statements. Your action activates God's ability your action activates God's ability. Hear me, my last statement. When he says it, your action will collect it. When God tells you to do something, when you act on it, you'll collect it. Hallelujah. Come on, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, on the count of three, I just want you to slip up your hand. We're going to pray with you. Secondly, say, I've known God, but I'm far from him. On the count of three, I want you to lift your hand. His arms are open wide for you. He loves you with an everlasting love. If that's you, lift him up. One, two, three. Lift him up. Thank you. Yes, Jesus. For every hand. For every hand. This is why we do everything that we do. There's nothing more beautiful than a life coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ or coming back to him. Come on, everybody in this place, pray this prayer with me. Say this. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died and rose again for my salvation. 
And by your grace, I turn away from sinful ways and I turn to you. Help me to live for you in Jesus' name. Now keep your head bowed so I can pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, for every attack of the enemy, every, every bit of heartache, every bit of pain, people walking through tragedy, people walking through trauma, right now, I release the healing power of God. I release the freedom of the Holy Spirit. Right now, I just hear the Lord say that he's going to begin to move into your emotions and bring healing. Right now, healing is coming to emotions. Right now, what I see on the inside of people, it's like it's almost like black lungs. If you've ever seen a smoker's lung, it's like black lungs, but it's it's your emotions. They're black with, with pain. They're black with the enemy's fingerprints of, of pain and discouragement and depression. And I just see that black uh, on your emotion. I see it beginning to melt away right now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Just believe with me just for a moment. Right now, in the name of Jesus, ooh, Jesus, be healed, be made whole, and let freedom come to the people of Almighty God, in Jesus' name, freedom in minds, hallelujah, come on, just for a moment here, let me declare this, freedom in minds, I declare freedom in marriage. I declare what God joined together, no man shall separate. I declare if there's been lack and there's been poverty, we declare that blessing and prosperity is coming upon your people. We declare that we're blessed coming in and blessed going out. We declare what the enemy has tried to do is being swallowed up by the power of Almighty God in Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe it, somebody say amen. Come on, the team's going to lead us. We're the spirit of the Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.